Downtown Productions in cooperation with Zone Radio presents Downtown, the podcast. From the historic Zone Radio studios, here's your host, Rich Kimball. Hey, welcome in to Downtown, the podcast. Rich Kimball here with Carrie Haskell. We're brought to you every week by Cross Insurance, where security meets strength. I think this is episode number 204, Gary. That is correct. <laughs> and we've got a couple of fine conversations for you this week. In the second half, actress Rebecca Metz talks about the final season of the terrific FX series, uh, written, produced, often directed by Pam Adlon, Better Things. It's coming up a little bit later on. But up first, uh, so for years now, well, 10 years to be exact, on our radio show, Downtown, we do a contest every year where listeners vote for their favorite guest of the year. We call it Downtown Madness. Last year's champion was comedian Paulo Poundstone. The year before that, actor Stephen Tobolowsky. We have a whole lot of fun with it. It's shameless self-promotion, but uh, we have a good time, and, and a lot of our contestants get in on the fun and tweet about it and share information about it. All in good fun. Well, this year's champion is actress Perry Gilpin. You know her best as Roz Doyle from Frasier, but she's done a lot of terrific roles through the years and is always one of our favorite people to talk to as well. And Perry joined us the other day to celebrate her victory, chosen by listeners as the winner of Downtown Madness, our favorite guest of the year. Perry, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Um, this is who you beat. Are you ready for this? Yeah. You beat Liz Vassie from CSI, Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister, Mike Farrell from MASH, Stephen Tobolowsky, who's a two-time champion, Paula Poundstone, the defending champion, Ken Burns, for gosh sakes, and then local media legend, uh, New Center Maine anchor, Pat Callahan. You had to win all those matchups to take the title this year. Well, that is just amazing. I, I, I'm just bored. That's crazy. Well, I, I'll <laughs> say this. I'm not surprised, though, because every time you're on, we get messages from people who say, we just love it when Perry is on the show. She's so great and so smart and so funny, and, and you guys are so good together. So I'm not at all surprised. Well, I what a what a wonderful thing to happen. Really? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's okay. not it's not an Emmy. It's not an Oscar. Um, but, you know, what we can't decide <laughs> is like this. That. It is it's like, like that, that very much. Now, people through the years have, have said, what do we get for winning this? And, and sheepishly, we always say the respect of your peers. But, you know, what the hell are you going to do with that? So we're trying to come up with something. What would you would you prefer, like a, a trophy, a big WWE championship belt, a, a crown, a tattoo? What what would you prefer? Well, I, I need some time to think about this. Okay. I'm All not right. sure. Thank you, though. <laughs> Thank you so much. I will think on that. <laughs> now, now, Pat Callahan, the uh, the runner-up, uh, he suggested that uh, we send the winner some main products, not lobster, but we have some potato chips uh, that are quite popular here. And we have a soft drink that's big in Maine called Moxie. I don't know if you've ever had that on your travels to Maine. No, I haven't. I'd love, I, I would love that. That would be nice. And the potato chips. And the please, potato chips. You wouldn't mind. But, you know, maybe <laughs> lobster wouldn't be bad either. No, I would not turn that down, but, uh, but please do not feel obligated. <laughs> but I have a question, Rich. Yeah. 
what do you what what do you usually talk to everybody about? Like just whatever's going on, or what you know? What do do people always get into conversations about? Kind of politics with you, or just anything? Yeah, well, you know, whatever they're interested in. If they have any current projects going, uh, we'll talk about it. I think it depends who it is. You know, some people. Some people are more than happy to delve into what's going on in the world. Like when, when Richard Schiff is on, you know, he's pretty knowledgeable about the, the state of affairs in the country, and, and he'll want to talk about that. When it's somebody like Gilbert Gottfried, we're probably not going to go down the political road with Gilbert. Right, right. <laughs> well, I think that says a lot about you. I think that, that says a lot about your versatility and your ability to, you know, talk about anything and, and make people feel comfortable talking about what they're interested in and, you know, letting people kind of, I, I think you're really great at guiding the conversation so that people don't, I never feel like I embarrass myself, but I always feel like I say more than I ever meant to, which is, which is not bad, you know? No, we like that. Well, you know, I, I try to get out of the way. That's, that's my job. People, want to hear the guests they, they don't want to hear me but we're just well the only reason I, I told you the only reason we do this contest is shameless self-promotion but, but also to, <laughs> to celebrate the fact that uh, you know, we're, we're just a little old radio show here in Bangor Maine and we're so thrilled that we have so many incredible people like you who are not just willing to come on the show but willing to come back time and time again <laughs> yes well I always have a good time and especially now very nice. Thank you. Well, yes. And uh, it's, I know it's a busy time of year for you. You were telling me the other day, uh, your daughters are both graduating. You've got, you've got prom season graduation. That's got to be a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Well, it is because there are only two and it's happening all at the same time. And it always has. So we're used to that. But um, I think they're going through as much as we are. And we're just all kind of a mess. But we're all really excited, too. So, you know, I'm trying to think how, what I'm going to do to stay busy. And I think we're going to move. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll do it, you know, and just kind of, you know, not walk past empty bedrooms. That's what oh, I want yeah. to avoid. Yikes. I can't even imagine that. Fortunately, uh, by the time my little guy graduates, I'll be so old, I may not remember I have a son. <laughs> Don't say that. It's not true. Uh, it's not I, true. I have to thank you, by the way. Uh, the other day when we were talking, you you were telling me that you and your husband had watched uh, Julia, the new series on HBO with your, your your former co-worker, David Hyde Pierce. And I watched the first episode on your recommendation. And wow, was that terrific. Wasn't it great? I just loved, I mean, I, we watched all three episodes in one sitting that they have released. And I guess they're going to release. They did three, and then now they'll do one a week, which I think is really smart for shows to do. But because um, we're very hooked, and now we'll do that kind of appointment television. Is it? You know, I'm not sure what day they come out, but we'll find out next week, and we'll say, "Okay, good, we've got that tonight." You know, mm. and that's kind of back to the old way, but it's it's kind of a hybrid, right? And um, they this the show it, Julia, the show that David's doing is. And and BB Newworth is in it. Yeah. From uh, and also Sarah Lancaster, who's from Happy Valley on the BBC. I think she's English and she does an amazing job as Julia. But it's also the you know it's the script and the the time. It's kind of the Mad Men error, but it's era era. I mean, but it's not the it's not that world. 
you know, it, so it's, it's a, it's a little more intellectual and, um, you know, it's more the, the early sixties mm. in Cambridge, you know, in, in, in Boston, Mass. It's not, it's not New York city in the ad world, you know? Well, it's wonderful. I was so glad I wanted to see it. And when you recommended it, I said, well, I've, I've got to check it out. It was terrific. I can't wait to, uh, wait to watch more of those episodes. Perry Gilpin with us here on Downtown. She is our 2022 Downtown Madness champion. I know you've always got a lot of projects in the works. Anything you can talk about on the air with us? Yes, I actually was just in Boston myself shooting uh, an episode of a show called Kevin Can F Himself. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, <laughs> for AMC, and it's Annie Murphy's show, and it is um, Eric Peterson. I what is oh anyway, I feel I always do this. I do this every time I'm on your show. Let's look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, it's it's her. It's a show that kind of lampoons sitcom tropes. Mm. You know, and so it's half, it's half in front of an audience and then half single camera. And it is Eric Peterson. You were right. Oh, good. Eric Peterson. And, um, and every, it's, it, it, so it goes from being, you know, like, and they kind of, the, the set sort of looks like all in the family. So you really get, this is supposed to be a classic, uh, husband and wife sitcom, you know, blue collar situation. And, um. And so then, but then you follow her out into her life in single camera. And it goes from being like very bright and the audience laughing at everything, whether it's funny or not, there's people laughing <laughs> indiscriminately. <laughs> and then, and then it go, follows her out into a very dark world. And it's kind of about, there's a Australian saying tall poppy syndrome which is sort of like don't don't reach beyond stay in your lane don't try to live beyond who you are or the station you were born in and um and i guess this town in massachusetts that's kind of like a, a way people feel and it's part of the culture and she's she wants so much more out of life and she just doesn't have any support in getting it you know it's really interesting it's a really 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 good show you can watch every episode three or four times and not get all of it. It's so layered. And I get to play Annie Murphy's mom in it. And then, be, and, and, and you sort of, you sort of see where a lot of her insecurity comes from. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Well, we'll look forward to that. That's on AMC, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to do another thing soon for AMC called, it's an anthology series called Snap. And it's kind of like the Black Mirror meets Alfred Hitchcock Presents. It's very, uh, it's an anthology series, so each one is kind of stands on its own. And um, it's very, very, uh, it's got some supernatural elements and some science fiction elements and taunting and uh, and really, really well-written. I'm very excited about it. That's fantastic. I know a friend the other day, we were talking about you, and he said, I, I don't know why she doesn't do more voiceover work because you have you have such a great voice, and you've done a fair amount of voiceover work through the years. Um, you, you did Hellboy, and you did uh, Superman, the animated series, uh, back in the late 90s. Do you get many of those voiceover offers? 
No, I really don't. I really kind of had my moment doing it, and then it, it, I don't anymore. <laughs> I mean, I've done the proverbial I've read for we're looking for Perry Gilpin many times, and I'm like, it's right here. Here I am. I just think I, I really do. I mean, I, I, there was a time when even my my assistant who had to quit because she be, she was playing the waitress on Frasier, so I'm like, well, if you're here with me at Frasier, you're not going to be. But you can't be at my house so the guy can come fix the garbage disposal, you know. So, um, so, but that was a good reason for her to not be my assistant anymore because she got a job acting. But she used to say, oh, my God, I can't get away from you. Every I get in the car, you're in the car, you're on the TV. You know, I was just everywhere. And I had a feeling at the time, I, I thought, maybe I'm kind of saturating the market a little bit. And uh, But that was, that's okay. You know, you got to, like, while the iron's hot. Right. So I did, and now there's no more hot iron. It's very cold. Well, but now that you're the <laughs> champion of downtown madness, God only knows what doors that will open. Ooh, God only knows, <laughs> and I can't wait. Well, Perry, we're, we're, so, uh, we're so happy to have you as our downtown madness champion wearing that pretend crown for the next year. I hope Paula Poundstone doesn't rough you up if uh, you run into each other anywhere. Because uh, she's got a bit of a temper, not gonna lie. She does. No, I'm kidding. Well, she's wonderful. Know, we've been we've been tweeting at each other throughout this right. season, and I think we've become friends. So. Well, what I love is if people like you that that get this, take it in the spirit it's intended, and have fun with it. I mean, you agreed to to come on today, not knowing if you were going to be the winner or the runner up, and and so that that says a lot about you as well. Uh, congratulations on the championship. We love talking with you, uh, as always. Good luck in this in this hectic time of year in your life with everything that's going on with your daughters. And uh, we look forward to seeing you and Kevin can F himself and all those upcoming projects and, and hope you'll be back with us soon. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for everything. That's Perry Gilpin, our Downtown Madness champion, talking with us here on the podcast. We'll take a break for a word from Cross Insurance and we're back with actress Rebecca Metz of Better Things right after this. Since its founding in 1954, Cross Insurance has grown from a small family-owned agency that started in Bangor, Maine, into one of the largest super regional insurance agencies in New England. With the network of offices throughout New England, Cross Insurance works with top carriers to provide maximum value to you, your family, and your business. We are proud to be the official insurance broker of the New England Patriots and would welcome the chance to provide security for your team. For more information, visit CrossInsurance.com. Cross Insurance, where security meets strength. Mother, you had me, but I never had you. Back on Downtown, the podcast, our next guest stars in the FX series Better Things. In the midst of its fifth and final season, we talked about uh, that and what's next with actress Rebecca Metz here on Downtown. Rebecca, thanks for being with us again. Thank you for having me back. It's so nice to talk to you again. Well, when I heard you were available, I said, please, we had so much fun the first time. Let's do it again. So uh, thank you. Thank Absolutely. you for coming back with us. And uh, I, well, let's start with this. Are, are, have you wrapped yet? Are you done shooting this final season? Oh, yeah. We wrapped in, I think, October. Oh, dear. How was yeah. that? Was it emotional? Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was a bunch of different emotions. We're, we're, I think people will 
I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but the last few episodes involved, you know, kind of a lot of members of the cast getting back together. So we love being around each other. So there were a lot of, there was a lot of joy and hugs and safe COVID hugs. And, <laughs> um, and also, yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking to say goodbye. I mean, we're all still in each other's lives on text messages and bump into each other once in a while because, um, you know, we, we refuse to let go. But, uh, yeah, it was bittersweet for sure. Well, as a fan of the show, and I, I don't know if uh, maybe cast members and crew feel the same way, I'm, I'm always glad to sh see a show that I care about and I love end when it's still right at the top of its game because there have been those shows that have, have continued on and, and, yeah. and there was a downhill slide. So I, I have great respect for, for Pam and, and everybody involved. At, at doing it now, but at the same time, I want more. Yep. I mean, I think I agree with you. I think we all absolutely do feel the same way. It's wonderful to go out while the show is still at its best. Um, and also, you know, this show's a little bit weird because Pam, who is the lead and the director of every episode and head writer and a million other things, you know, it's a huge amount of work for her. So you know, I think we all understood that it, she might be ready for a break. She might be ready to do some other projects. This is a really heavy lift for her every season. And, um, and also it's, it's wonderful and rare to get to end a show on our own terms, you know, to not be canceled unexpectedly, especially during COVID to have a show be able to go for five seasons and, and, thoughtfully and and the way we want to do it and like you said when it's still on a high so yeah that's that's something to be grateful for for sure you've got this great cast of regulars and recurring players and then i i can't think of many shows in recent years that have had such a deep pull of a pool of talent as guests on the show and and that's continued so far this season well i'm so happy to see Friend of our show, Barney Croft, early in the year, but uh, Danny Trejo, Ron Cephas Jones. Uh, is it is it the quality of writing that's able to attract uh, this high level of guest talent? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of um, of the quality of the writing, the quality of the show, making it something that that very accomplished people want to be a part of, which is wonderful. And also, you know, Pam's been a working actor for many years. She started as a kid, and she she works not only on camera, but in voiceover. And so she has a lot of working relationships and friendships with other people in the business who I think love the idea of coming to work with her because it's such a fun, I mean, it's as much fun to do as it looks like it would be when you watch it. So, you know, I think there are lots of reasons that, that amazing people want to come be on the show, which is really fun. As an actor, either during the process or, or after you wrapped it, do you look around at some point and say, Boy, this was this was an incredible experience. I don't I don't know if it'll ever be quite like this again. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, I was sort of pretty much as soon as it became clear that I was going to be a part of the show for the long haul, I became and remained conscious of of what a blessing and what a unique opportunity it was the whole time. I mean, even. I think there will be wonderful things ahead for me and I'm, you know, I'm not worried, but, but that show, you know, anybody who watches it knows the show is really one of a kind. There's never been anything that feels like it. There's, I've, I've never worked on another show that felt like that to make that, that felt so kind of intimate and 
um, had so much space to be really creative. A lot of the time when you work in television, you know, you're just kind of grinding out product. It, it, you have fun and make it as good as you can, but it's, you know, it's sort of a corporate <laughs> enterprise mm. a lot of the time. And um, this never felt like that. And that's, I think that's the really rare thing that we, any of us would be lucky to get once in a career, never mind more than that. We're talking with Rebecca Metz here on downtown. How important is it to have that, that perspective that seems to be so unique to better things? It's, it's, it's so refreshing. It's fun to, you know, I think a lot of us as actors, we, um, audition for and work on projects that are kind of similar. There's your sort of like legal or medical procedurals. There's, you know, family comedies and, and they obviously all have things that make them different, but they can feel familiar when you do a bunch of them and, and having something that doesn't feel like anything you've ever worked on before is, is wonderful. It keeps you on your toes. It challenges you creatively and it's just exciting to be a part of. I have to think too, and you've you've done a lot of television through the years, but but working on a set with women in charge, what's what's the major difference that you notice in in experiencing that? Um, honestly, the the major it's it's hard to say. The big difference for me is just um, the difference between feeling like you're kind of an interloper in a boys club, which is what crews feel like a lot of the time, or feeling like you are among peers, fellow women. It makes a difference to have the person who like puts the microphone down your shirt to be a woman, to, you know, to look at the camera and see that there's a woman looking through the viewfinder. It, it doesn't make a difference in terms of the quality of the work. It doesn't make it makes a little bit of a difference in the vibe of the show, although, you know, every crew has its own vibe, and that obviously doesn't come down just to gender. But it matters just in terms of the feeling of balance on set. I mean, a lot of the men in the cast have said that they really loved it because it, it allows a little more space for men to maybe be mm. more vulnerable or engage in a different kind of conversation, a different kind of humor. Um, so it's, it's just really refreshing in that way because it's different than most of what the projects we work on. One of the things that I think is so great about the show is that the arc of the characters makes sense and it's honest and it, it doesn't always go in a straight line. People have setbacks, they make mistakes and they, they learn to deal with those. And, and I think there have been very few shows in recent years, even in an era of great television, that have been as honest about uh, people dealing with their failings. Yeah, I think that's, that's really true. And I think that has a lot to do with it not being um, a kind of show that goes through several levels of corporate approval before we get to what we're allowed to say, you know, because <laughs> then you get lots of people's concerns about the impact on advertisers and marketing and, and, you know, legal has to weigh in and all of that. And, and things tend to get sterilized that way and, and risky things or very honest things tend to get taken out in that process. Um, and as opposed to this, where there was just a ton of support for Pam and the writers to express what they wanted to express. I think they took a lot of inspiration from their own lives, from the actors and cast and the crew. And, and so, yeah, I think 
the way the show is made allows for a lot more honesty than than most shows can get through, whether they want to or not. Well, when you think back over these five years, is is there a moment, is there an episode that uh, you found the most fulfilling for your character or for you as an actor? Oh, gosh. Um, I I mean, I always think back to the episodes when we're kind of all together. Eulogy of season two was a big one. Mm. I feel like that was the episode that got most people's attention and, and made people start to say, Oh, this show is really special. And so, and, and it was incredibly fun to film. And there was, there was also graduation that season, which is one of the ones where kind of the whole extended family is together. Uh, Father's day last season was like that when all the women kind of came together to celebrate Father's day. Those are, and, Bassaniero last season, the ones when the whole group gets together to celebrate something are the episodes that really stand out for me and are easy because it's, it's, I'm playing a character, but I'm also just being myself around people that I care about, which is also what my character is doing. Well, I'm glad you said it because I, I wanted to ask, I mean, look, good actors can, can make it look like there's chemistry, but I, I don't know. There seems to be some truth and some honesty that comes through that, that, I think you can tell sometimes when people people working together genuinely care about each other. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, you know, we're actors. We are capable of creating that with someone that we don't actually feel that way about <laughs> when we need to. But it is sure easier when we don't have to fabricate it, you know, when when you can use that emotional energy for other things because you are working with someone you genuinely like and genuinely care about. I think... Um, some, I think sometimes you can tell and sometimes you can't. And um, I, it's just from, from my perspective, from our perspective as actors, hopefully in ways the audience will never notice, it is much, a much pleasanter day at work when you get to work with people you actually love and like. So how, let's see, we, we've been through, I think, four episodes so far this season. How many are there in the final season? I think we last this last week was seven. Whoa! And so uh, we have three left. Yeah. So we'll be in all three of them. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to parcel these out slowly because <laughs> I know. I understand people stretching them out, not wanting to be caught up, put off the end. So what's next for you, Rebecca? You know, that is a great question. This is the first time in a number of years that I don't know the answer. Like I, I have always had, not always, but for a long time had some recurring role or some regular role or some job that I knew I was going back to. And this is the first time in a long time that I don't, which is a little bit scary, but also exciting. You know, it kind of feels like an opportunity for a new beginning. So um, I've worked on a couple of things that I'm not allowed to talk about yet. But in terms of what I'm working on next, I don't know. I'm excited to find out. I'll let you know when I do. Well, I hope you'll come back and visit when you can tell us what it is. I would love to do that. Thank you. And I think last time we said, you know, the second most famous person from Freehold, New Jersey. But you know, what's, what's, <laughs> what's Bruce done the last few months? I just read that he did a concert through quarantine. I'm not sure, or or maybe not a whole concert, but sang something from quarantine. He's been, I saw him on a couple of talk shows with uh, Barack Obama. 
Um, you know, he had his Broadway show for a while. I'm not sure what the status of that is with his theaters and that, you know, precarious situation right now. But I think Bruce is staying busy. He's doing okay, but I'm you know what? Freehold soon. But, I hope I'm going to bump into him. But you know, you've come on with us, and Bruce hasn't come on yet, so you're number one in our estimation. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I hope I hope he uses that as an incentive to come and talk to you. I hope so too. But uh, always great to talk with you, Rebecca. I look forward to these uh, precious last few episodes of, of Better Things. Uh, congratulations to everybody involved on a wonderful run. Much success going forward, and, and thanks again for making some time for us. Thank you for having me back. It was lovely once again to talk with you. Rebecca Metz of Better Things joining us here on Downtown, the podcast. Our thanks to Rebecca. Thanks to Perry Gilpin as well. And thanks to you for joining us this week. We'll see you next time right here on Downtown, the podcast.